0: Because State Farm agents are small business owners, too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
2: You want to hear my COVID story?
1: Sure. Yes.
2: Yes. Okay, so I thought I was going to advance to the next round. By the way, you're in a bad mood. You need to like let I'm go. I'm in a bad mood because I've energy. got a
1: million things to do. I did an Uber with all the children and Amanda this morning, and I have to get on a yeah. plane to Germany, which you're not. And explain why?
2: Uh, because I tested positive for COVID about I don't know ten days ago, yeah. and I thought it was my Squid Games. I thought I was going to get past it. Of course, I went to Formula One. And thinking that I was, if I was surrounded by fabulous people, I wouldn't get it. And I, I should have stuck to the uncomfortable introvert, hate people, don't do anything routine. Yeah. Anyways, uh, one serious note, I'm not giving yeah. medical advice. I'm just saying I was p- prescribed because of our wonderful producer, Name, and said go get the antiviral Paxlovid." Within 24 hours, nothing. I felt nothing. back to normal. Good. So I'm yeah. just saying that is what happened to me. Check with your doctor. But... Uh, asymptomatic. My,
1: my ex-wife did the same thing. She was quite sick, and she got it. She also lost the squid games, as you call them, and the COVID squid games. And uh, and she was well right away. So
2: I'm alone, and I'm bored. Yeah. And what do I do when I'm alone <laughs> and I'm bored? God. I start texting Excess. profane things to people. So I'm texting yeah. profane things and funny jokes to you guys. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like, a, it's like late night, like 12, 30 a.m. We must have—all yeah. of us have very, yeah. like, unfortunate yeah. lives. Of These course, everyone— is on the pivot chat, on text. Mm-hmm. And I text something that to the extent of, I think it was, or my boyfriend's over here, but he's really needy. He keeps asking me to take out the gag ball and unbind him. And then and then I write, yeah. actually, I'm not this needy. This
1: going to be easy, but go ahead, <laughs> keep I'm going. Like,
2: and then I write, I'm not needy, I'm wanty, in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I hear, get back is that stupid thing where people go, ha-ha, you know, above yeah. it. yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, our pivot team is much saltier, more profane, and clever than yeah, that. I'm like, that makes it. no sense. Yeah. So I look at my text yeah. message, and I look at the top of the screen of my text message, and it says Brian yeah. Chesky.
1: Yes, yes. And I'm I know. like, I'm oh aware. my
2: god, I've been sending profane <laughs> texts at 12:30 a.m. sexting with to the, the CEO of Airbnb. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> and so I immediately go, I immediately say, Brian, sorry about this. I yeah. was texting with my team at work. And then the moment I said yeah. that, I'm like, oh, yeah, what stranger I <laughs> that I'm texting my <laughs> Just colleagues the
1: lawsuit. dirty will be things brought in to from work. Yeah. Anyways,
2: Brian being the gentleman he is, is like, yeah, I yeah. figured these weren't for me. Uh, yeah. But that's my COVID story. Yeah, I, I am, texted
1: him right after and I said, I'm so sorry for all of the Pippet <laughs> team. And he I'm thought like, you were funny. There's no
2: coming back from this. There's yeah, no coming yeah. back he's from like, mascara. oh,
1: he's he's so funny in the way he is. I'm like, that's yeah. how we make the money. But nonetheless, yeah,
2: apologies. Yeah.
1: He was very lovely about it. He I think lovely. he was bored, too. He was bored that night, too. Anyway, <laughs> you cannot have Scott by himself for very long. By the way, did you, see, did you
2: see Brian's uh, Chesky's uh, thing with Obama they announced today, yeah. the Voyager, yeah. kind of a Peace Corps yeah. kind of thing? It's wonderful. Yeah.
1: He always is doing wonderful things. Yeah, He's just, I agree. and they also announced a new uh, redo of the app. It's quite good, actually. Um, anyway, that Sorry. is our time with COVID that's and my, Scott. That's my COVID story. Yeah, I am so glad you ghosted me the other night, because else I would have possibly had COVID, but I do not. Uh, and so I'm on my way to Germany, and Scott is ghosting me in
2: Deutschland. They're piping me in live, though. Little pork, little pork, little beer, little dog.
1: You were supposed to, be, we were supposed to hang out and discuss our future together. As usual, you skipped it twice. Once in New York, which I didn't get COVID, and this time in Germany. So I'm hoping that Russia doesn't invade Germany during this time, because that's exactly what will happen when you're no, not there. No, they're not that Anyway, dog. today, Netflix tells its employees to zip it. There's new data about Twitter bots. And we'll take a listener question about Airbnb and the peer-to-peer economy. But first, CNN mistakenly sent welcome baskets to employees who were laid off after the CNN Plus shutdown. Scott, did you get any fruit?
2: No basket for the dog. No basket for the dog. And so, first off, I just want to acknowledge this is this is kind of a dumb story, and probably someone made an innocent mistake. Yeah. But what's interesting here, and this feeds sort of into the Netflix story, is that you're about to see. I don't want to call them baskets, but if you look at what Netflix said, like either either sign up for our content or get the fuck out. You're about to hear that said about a million times across corporate America in the next six months.
1: We're going to talk about that next, what we're going to do. But but did you get a welcome? Did you get any fruit? Did you get any fruit?
2: No fruit. I got something really nice, though. I can always turn this back to me. What did you get? I did. I went back to my high school to film an episode, which was really rewarding for me, university high school charter. Yeah. And then the next day, the the whole thing was unplugged. And my team, my team... Yeah. Uh, went yeah. ahead and on their own time produced the episode for me and said, this is for you and your family. Isn't that nice? Oh,
1: my God. That is nice. Can you air it anywhere or can you not have the rights to it?
2: I don't know. But they the assumption is they can't, but they took time and they spent – and these things are not easy to edit. Isn't that nice? That's literally the that nice – I think that is the nicest gift I've received from a non-family member.
1: You should air it at the school. You should air it. I will make sure it happens. How about that? I will I appreciate intercede that. on your behalf.
2: Anyways, that was my, that was my basket, departing well, that Here's, a, here's a
1: good news, bad news kind of thing is Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who I know a little bit, I did a Sway episode with him last year, ni- 2019 actually, is recovering from a stroke today. Fetterman is also the favorite to win Pennsylvania's Democratic U.S. Senate race. The Pennsylvania primary is today. Fetterman first went to the hospital on Friday, but he says he's feeling better and that doctors assure him he hasn't suffered any cognitive damage. I had the similar thing happen to me. His wife was very fast in terms of getting him to the hospital, and uh, and so that was great for him in terms of how quickly. And again, I've st- I started pivot after my stroke. I got married again after my stroke. I had two more children. So it doesn't it doesn't stop you from doing anything. I had it hit home, but I have to. St- I wrote him a note and said you'll be fine if you if you get the right treatment. And treatments have gotten so much better, especially among younger people.
2: Yeah, I don't think the story is about. Lieutenant Governor, he's going to be fine. He's a big, strong guy. Sounds like they caught it early. Absolutely no reason that this is going to be a speed bump. Nothing else. I think the opportunity here is for a bit of a learning moment. I would love for you to describe a Mm -hmm. little bit about what happens, such that people. I I don't know what happens at the beginning of a stroke. Can you talk a little bit about what happened to you and how people can recognize it and seek help?
1: Well, when you think of strokes, you think of older people, but actually, right. more of the strokes are happening to younger people. I was uh, was seven eight years ago, I think, it was something like that, um, and I was flying to Hong so Kong. So you were pretty
2: old. You were so pretty old. Yes, seven I was years pretty ago. old. Pretty no, old. It's, yeah, I wasn't that old. Pretty anyway.
1: Old. Uh, pretty old, pretty old, uh, and it might have been longer. I can't remember. Anyway, um, I was flying to Hong Kong, and I sat in an economy seat next to two very large men, and I didn't get out of it the whole flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't drink enough water. The typical stuff, everything hmm. that you know that you talk about. And I turns out. I have a hole in my heart, um, which is, uh, it's a PFO, it's called. And, and the dog yes. filled
2: it. Sorry. I'm I know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm happened. Go ahead. That's what
1: many of your <laughs> ex-girlfriends have told me is my joke for that one. My little stroke joke. A little stroke joke you for you. have a you. hole in your uh, heart. Yeah, so lots this. of people. When you're born, you, you have a, 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 everyone has this hole, but then it gets covered up by a flap of, this flap that seals. Did, a lot mm. of people don't seal. 25% of the people have a hole in their heart, which is interesting. Hmm. they Uh, they just don't nothing ever happens. And so a a blood clot went through it from my leg into my brain. And when I was I was working on a story about Yahoo at this hotel, I just arrived in Hong Kong. And first I was eating a strawberry and it fell out of my mouth. And it was weird. Hmm. I I couldn't I couldn't manipulate my lips. And then I got a tingling, that's all, slight headache. And a um and then I, I had aphasia, which is I couldn't speak. I was like garbled. I couldn't, it was weird. I would. I went to the mirror and I tried to say, I know it sounds crazy. My baloney has a first name, you know, that song. I started to sing that. I don't know why that popped in my head, but I I started to do it and it came out all garbled. And then I, so I couldn't um, reach anybody because I couldn't talk. So I texted my brother, Jeff, Dr. Swisher. Mm-hmm. And, and the time difference was such a, I think he was sleeping or whatever. And so I, um, I I was like, this is weird, huh? I had a little, my migraine, I had migraines.
2: You weren't scared? I would have been terrified.
1: No, I thought I had a migraine. I thought I had a severe migraine.
2: And you couldn't speak? You thought you had a migraine? You're, you're in a Hong Kong hotel and you can't speak and you weren't terrified?
1: I know, this sounds crazy. And I went upstairs hmm. for breakfast and by the time I got upstairs, I could speak. It was like as if I had, um... You know, dental surgery. I was like, "Hello, how are you doing?" And then mm-hmm. in a half an hour, I was like this, like talking like this. Mm-hmm. So the phone rang. I was at this beautiful breakfast, looking over Hong Kong Harbor, and my brother said, "Get to the hospital now!" And I was like, "What are you talking about? It's just a headache." And he said, "Could you please get yourself in a cab, go to the hospital? You need an, an MRI, not a CAT scan or whatever. I don't remember mm-hmm. which one it was." And get there right now, you're having a stroke. And I'm like, you're crazy. Young people, you know, youngish. I was just mm-hmm. way too young to have a stroke. That's the nuttiest thing in the world. So I went, and it, as it turns out, I was having a stroke. And it had it already uh, worked its way around the clot, which was, fit, to, to look at it was kind of beautiful in a way. Because the, mm-hmm. the the blood had flown around it. And so they got me on anti, you know, the the medications, the blood thinners. And I was in the hospital for seven days, but I was perfectly fine within an hour. It was crazy, hmm. um, and then they they wanted to operate in China, and then U.S. people didn't think that was worth it because all these. Days. So I still have the hole in my heart. I just uh, you know, that's why I have my my for my trip to Germany. I'm wearing my little leggings, my leggings.
2: You know, we've all, everyone close to you has been so desperately trying to fill that hole for the longest time. Here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's, uh, it It was very, uh, you know, it changed my life. It changed my life, yeah, I have to say, I because I didn't, like, there was a woman who wrote about strokes that embraced it, like she was sort of embracing of it. And I was like, no, this was terrible. But I'll tell you one thing, my dad died when I was really young. And so mm-hmm. I, I, all I could, my kids were pretty young at the time and and I thought, "Oh my God, my kids, and they're mm-hmm. gonna have no parent. like one one of their parents is going to be gone. Obviously, Megan was there. Um, but it was really um, i I it's the only time I cried when I thought about my kids and me mm-hmm. and me not being there. And I think I was crying for myself, obviously. And so, um, so anyway, so it was good. And then I took medications for a while, and then I stopped, and I just take an aspirin now. Hmm. blood thinners are really really hard on the body. Um but now today they have all this stuff. They have all yeah. this, you know, lots of younger people are getting them. You ha- if you feel like you're getting a stroke, immediately go to the hospital. Don't assume it's I think not that's a the
2: lesson here, right?
1: It's called fast. I forget what it stands for, but you gotta get there fast. I did. John Fetterman did, and I wish him a good recovery. Yeah, you can be just fine. Mm-hmm. I I I you know I think about it every now and then but that it could happen again. But I, you know, I could also get hit by a car. Uh, the so. thing
2: I take from this is it clearly means you're going to be senator.
1: <laughs> I don't that know. That would be fun. I, don't know. I would definitely I know. be your legislative Senators aide. For sure. Oh, my God. No, because as usual, you text like Nancy Pelosi, dirty text by accident when you're texting the staff, which would also oh get us God. into trouble. Can you believe that? Anyway. You, the thing is, you
2: can <laughs> believe that happened, right?
1: Yeah, uh, I can. I totally can. I literally Brian could have been
2: worse. Could have been worse. Oh, I don't
1: know. It could have been Elon. That's what I said. Could have been Elon. Could have been Elon if I given if I gave you his cell phone number. Anyway, um, so just just acknowledgement that this was this turned out well. It did not turn out well for the people in Buffalo. A terrible shooting over the weekend is raising new questions about content moderation and online radicalization. Once again. Uh, a uh, a man. I'm going to call him a man because he's not a teen. I mean, he is a teen, but he's he's a man. Went in and shot and killed ten people. It's so depressing. We'll get to this on a later episode. We have more information, but we wanted to acknowledge the awful event and extend our um, our condolences to to Buffalo. Um, it's a wonderful city. It's a wonderful city, and it, this is just beyond depressing.
2: Yeah, we when we saw last night, I said, "What are we going to say that hasn't already set, yeah. been said?" But I do think there's. These things have so many second-order effects. There will continue to be a needed conversation around gun control, and one of the mm-hmm. great lax, you know, great tragedies of our leadership is their inability yep. to go where most NRA members are now, and that is we need most some sort of everybody. form of sensible gun control. But where I go is I-, I could tell you who this was before I heard who it was, and that is a young man like who, you said last week who is not connecting to work not connecting to school i really think that men have a responsibility and our communities have a responsibility to be more engaged in boys lives and and i'm not i'm not forgiving him i'm not blaming it on society or other people but you you also also uh, social media did you notice like mass shooters aren't being inspired by video games or podcasts Mm -hmm. or streaming uh, original scripted television, they're being inspired by shit they're seeing live streamed on Facebook. They're being inspired by manifestos that are allowed to sit and fester on these social media platforms, and they see other men uh, agreeing with these manifestos. And fucking Twitch comes out and says, as if it was a good thing, well, we took this down within two minutes. I'm like, what? How the hell did this thing ever get started? How the hell— did you ever well, let this? these are this open thing-
1: platforms. They're open platforms. That's the problem.
2: They could absolutely stop this shit. They're open platforms. I think
1: you're wrong. I think they can't. I think that's the problem.
2: You don't think there's a technical solution here?
1: No, and I think it proliferates everywhere. It gets copies, and co- like people were looking at this thing. I, saw, I I by accident came across one when I was reading about the news. It was right there where he said he was sorry to a white guy because uh, he, he looked like he was going to... Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't, wasn't going to shoot you. It was obviously targeting five people. And the
2: other thing that makes me think about, I want to move to a little bit of solutions, and I want to be part mm-hmm. of the solution here. Mm-hmm. I really do think that um, people, and also especially young men, you need to take the temperature down. So I want to reference something that happened uh, on a Twitter spaces that you did uh, the other night. By the way, I thought it was really productive. I thought you did a great job. We had someone yeah. basically... Uh, you know, I don't know, photobomb or crash the session and start calling someone his exact words. This is a well-respected or you know a famous person. Call some a guest on your a fucking coward, a fucking He's shithead, a fucking piece of shit, screaming at him. Yeah. And this guy has millions of young men following him. And then I went on, yeah. and then I started getting, and I of course, and I want to, mm-hmm. I want to say, I handled it poorly. I, I immediately got angry did. and said, "You're right. One of you is a piece of shit." That doesn't help either. I
1: thought that was okay.
2: Well, anyways, if you're going to take the temperature down, you can't respond to shit like this. And I was angry at myself for taking this bait. Mm -hmm. But then, all of a sudden, my Twitter Mm -hmm. feed starts getting all this foul shit. And I reverse engineer to this individual's two million followers, and they're all saying, "Put Scott Galloway on the list. Put Scott on the list." All of these things. I'm like, "What's the list?" This individual has a list, and it's called "People I Hate." Oh, wow. And it's a video showing in animation all the people he hates. Now, what does that do? His two million followers start harassing these people. When you start assembling lists with the yeah. implicit or explicit uh, notion that people your mob should start harassing those people, that yeah. has serious fascist vibes, dude. Yeah, and what I would say to the two million people following this individual, He is making millions of dollars, tapping into a very ugly side of this. And ask yourself, are you being a real man by engaging in this? When you start harassing people, when you start being this obnoxious, this incendiary, this foul, this is – I want to be clear. This isn't a mass shooting. But all of this leads to the atmospherics where young men start believing that hate and violence is somehow masculine. Yeah. Young men have an obligation. Or dunking
1: on people or dunking on people. Yeah. And you it know, starts
2: I mean, at a very innocent level. It and, does. Uh, and I want to be part of the solution. I am no longer responding. Unless someone is much more powerful to me, I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody. I'm just not going to go right. there.
1: Okay. You're just going to send sex notes to them. Okay. Well, why that's, don't you do that? That's a little why? bit of – I'm filling
2: people's hearts. I'm filling the holes <laughs> in people's anyway, hearts. Anyway,
1: you were absolutely correct. In fact, my uh, one of my sons, uh, Alex, was – Asking why I was sort of irritated with a lot of the Elon tweets. I'm like, it's just he's just now doing the dunking thing, which is just exhausting. Like he's so much smarter than that. And like, why? because it because it gets response and it's the it's it's like it's like a seal clapping for fish.
2: It's just depressing, but it leads if letter Z is a mass shooting, it's letter yeah. B. You're encouraged yeah. yeah. these it's, people go. This is the most – a lot of young men for a lot of good reasons say, this is the most impressive man in the world. I want to be like this. Yeah. And I need to to go after people who don't agree with me. I need to insult people. And guess what? All of these communities, they're overly male. They're much less likely to believe in climate change. They're much more Mm -hmm. likely to believe in misogynistic content.
1: Yeah.
2: And if you're a young man, say no to this shit. Just say no. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm being Nancy Reagan.
1: Yeah, this young man didn't just happen, let's just say. Let's just say. Anyway, let's get to our first big story. Disney is poised for a big upset in the streaming market. Last week, it reported that Disney Plus added nearly 8 million subscribers in Q2. Netflix lost 200,000 subscribers in the same quarter. Still, Disney is losing money in streaming. It announced an operating loss of nearly $900 million. That's more than triple its loss from the same quarter last year. Uh, now analysts at uh, LightShed Partners suggesting that Disney buy Netflix, maybe even sell its stake in Hulu to make that happen. They've suggested the game platform Roblox is another acquisition target. The mouse sort of roared over Florida, by the way. Uh, what do you think of all these ideas? Uh, Bob Chapek, uh, who's the CEO who's gotten into some trouble recently, has said that Disney Plus will add hundred million subscribers and achieve profitability by 2024. Wow. he's to raise prices, I guess. But I have to say, Disney's a must-own on my network, for sure, for all my kids. And their age is 20 to uh, six months. I mean, the six-month-old doesn't watch it, but it's a must-own uh, as, a, as a subscription. What do you think about this? Should it buy Netflix?
2: Um, I don't. I, I personally, so Disney has $190 billion market cap. Mm-hmm. Netflix is 80 They would have to pay 120 So they basically uh-huh. would have to give I mean with the combined company they'd have to give Netflix yes. shareholders 40% of the company and I think that I think Disney has a much more diverse revenue stream mm-hmm. right now they're they're not only nipping at Netflix's heels they've taken the leg into it, its mouth
1: yeah.
2: they yeah. are they have momentum they have yep. an, uh, they have an unparalleled library I mean, you're talking about Star Wars and yeah. Dumbo. I yeah. mean, they have and and everything adding to in between. It.
1: They're at, actually they're franchising it with whether it's Mandalorian and or. If
2: or, you look at the difference between Hulu and Netflix, there isn't a whole lot. I mean, it, it, Disney is singular in terms of its positioning. It's family. It's singular. Yeah. There's nothing that's mm-hmm. even close to it in terms of that positioning around. Every, fan, every household can kind of say, I'd like to have Disney+. Plus." There's some folks on the far yeah. right and the far left that don't like different streamers for different reasons. Everybody, anyone with kids and even who just loves great entertainment is going to yeah, love Disney. To like so I don't Marvel. think Disney needs to acquire um, Netflix. The, the broader learning here mm-hmm. is that, and I'm backward integrating my statement, to not be watching a lot of original scripted television right now is to ignore the defining art form of our generation. Mm -hmm. And that is somewhere between $140 to $240 billion a year, depending if you're looking at domestically or globally, of resources are being poured into the art form of original television. It's unlikely there's several billion dollars going into what's number two. I don't know, cable television or modern art. This is the defining art. The most talented people in the world backed by more resources in the world are creating mm-hmm. this content. And guess what? They've way over-invested. And you want to yeah, talk about a lot of baskets that are going to go on? All right.
1: But, but go ahead, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I want to know if you think – what about Roblox or Roku merging with Netflix? Some, that's another I think Roku and
2: Roblox are both outstanding um, um, acquisition targets for different reasons. Roku offers – A vertical distribution to Netflix and or Disney and is way off its high and now has a $12 billion market cap. That is a very interesting acquisition for Netflix
1: Mm -hmm. or
2: Disney because they control so much of the distribution. That's an outstanding acquisition.
1: And they've been doing some original content, but go ahead.
2: And Roblox, immediately overnight, 50% of people under the age of 16 are on Roblox. I think Roblox Mm -hmm. would be a gangster um, acquisition for Disney. So Roku – uh, would I think would be an incredible acquisition for Netflix for vertical content distribution or vertical distribution, mm-hmm. which Netflix lacks, and Roblox would immediately sent among their core audience Disney, uh, uh, incredible, incredible yeah. gaming. It's got a twenty billion Same dollar market thing with cap.
1: Ne- Netflix too. Netflix could buy that too, since they're getting into gaming.
2: That isn't it as obvious to me end. because it's not. And then do more children's
1: programming. I have to say, the other night I was I was at home and I was doing folding clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Sounds crazy, but I I was I picked up four different shows on Netflix I could find. I cannot find stuff on Disney. Unless I want to rewatch Marvel. So you could, they can live together, but 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 Netflix needs more heft for sure. I think if Netflix were going to
2: acquire a company, it should be Spotify and be the ultimate content or media subscription company. I've always thought
1: that. Yep, that's a great one. That's a great one. Well, we'll see what they do because they are also giving its employees a content advisory and an update to the company's culture guidelines. Netflix tells employees... They may have to work on content they disagree with. The spokesman said the change was meant to help uh, prospective employees make better informed decisions about working for Netflix. This is obviously around the Dave Chappelle thing. You know, it had been it's also been cutting its marketing staff, not enormously, but it made cuts. Um, what do you think of this? It's just giving them the warnings. Is it doing a, uh, you know, a, a base camp kind of thing? What do you think?
2: there's a this is a big story and the reason why okay. this is a big story is it indicates a much bigger trend that is is a tsunami is forming offshore care
1: tsunami okay all yeah. right okay.
2: and this is a tsunami okay. just as there's work from home has been the biggest one of the biggest trends in 2021 mm-hmm. one of the biggest trends in the last half of 2022 is yeah. unemployed from home and uh, that is and that is all of these growthy companies that hired Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands or millions of people because as long as they were growing, their stock prices went up, their stock prices are off 60 or 70%. And I can tell you, and I have personal experience with this, in every Mm boardroom, and in every executive management meeting, there is behind drawn curtains or drawn blinds, charts of every department, and they're going through layoffs. You are about to see hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in the part of the economy that has, has been the gift that has kept on giving basically since mm-hmm. 2008, start massive layoffs. And this is the mm-hmm. first signal. And that is, you know what, guys? You want to work from home? You want you want to bring your full self to work? You want to tell us your political views? I got an idea. Stay at home and watch MSNBC or Fox all the time. You're out of <laughs> here. Because this is—and you know what was really interesting and I thought telling? What? The head of product for Twitter got fired. I forget his name.
1: Yes, Kayvon Beckpour.
2: And he immediately went to Twitter and said, I was disappointed this happened during paternity leave. He was Mm -hmm. indignant. No, he wasn't. That's
1: right. I know Kayvon really well. I'm gonna you're mischaracterizing it, but go ahead.
2: No, I'm not. He immediately brought up that he was fired during paternity leave. That's
1: he's just making the point. He didn't disagree. Yeah, he's being indignant. No, he wasn't. But go ahead.
2: Okay. I'm gonna disagree. The last time there were layoffs of the information age. Mm-hmm. You know, nice people with college degrees in engineering it was in mm-hmm. two thousand. We didn't have paternity leave. Right.
1: Okay. It,
2: these, these, literally, these individuals are under mm-hmm. the are under the impression that the universe owes them a job and snacks. And I,
1: I'm going to push back on Kayvon, but go ahead, go ahead, make your
2: larger. Point. You're about to see a lot of people say, "Oh, you want to work from home? Good for you. You're now unemployed from home." Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the pendulum in the place where workers have aggregated more and more and more power over the last twenty years is about to swing back. I, to I the I think employer. it's going to be
1: a big fight because I don't think there is still leverage on the part of a lot of employees in this case. Like, look at Apple, the guy head of a, a, a machine uh, learning there, big job left because he doesn't want to go back to the to the to the spaceship. Um, all kinds of. See, people I see are... it differently.
2: I, I see it as he was fired. Fine, you want to oh, stay at home. Stay at home.
1: Huh. Okay.
2: I don't think they would have said that six months ago. You're about to see a lot of people decide, well, maybe I should go into work. Maybe I should have some face time.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. That's interesting. I have to say just from dropping everyone off today because Kara is now an Uber driver, the the (laughs) roads are packed. People were walking downtown because I had to drop uh, Amanda off downtown. She's working there. Um, And it was felt like, oh, my God, people are going back to work. At the same time, long story – we got in a, uh, she got in a car accident and we we had to rent a car. You can't reach people at any, they're so, they're, and they were telling me it's because of n- no unemployment. Her parents were going back to Boston last night. They de- they delayed or canceled trips. You know, I mean, it's just people aren't working too. Like it's they're having a real uh, employment crisis at a lot of places um, that are pretty good jobs, I would say, but go ahead.
2: But that's the nuance here. And that's exactly the correct point. And it's going to be a tale of two worlds. And the market, to be fair, the market is responding to this. For the last 30 years, uh, people have had to bring you your cob salad, you know, wash your car, whatever it might be, uh, uh, mm-hmm. board you to your plane, bring you your ginger <laughs> ale in aisle 17B. And those people have been underpaid for 30 years. And there is a vicious and overdue snapback. I was at I went to for the first time one of those customer service desks at an airport mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. And they can't find anyone to work there, and clearly yeah. the training is so t- they just can't find anyone. There's just no way mm-hmm. out. They're going to have to dramatically raise compensation, and then this is a good training, thing yeah. among frontline workers. Yeah. The the other side, recessions mm-hmm. have different impacts. Some recessions mm-hmm. are bad for blue collar workers. Some recessions are bad for white collar workers. This recession is going to be really bad, not only for white collar workers but white white patagonia vested workers and that is information age workers all of the people who are used to bringing their dog to their living room to work all Mm -hmm. the information age guys all of the techie unit the unicorn the unicorn stable is about to get so ugly and foul and this generation has never seen it they've never seen it
1: this is correct this is correct yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens because i i uh I, when I do talk to them, I don't feel like working at the office, you know, so, someone I was talking to. I was like, mm, that's a bad choice for you for a young person, I have to say. Um, but I didn't say anything, of course. Um, anyway, it's a really interesting time. I think that Netflix is doing this because they just don't want to go through the headache, and then they can point to it and say, we told you. If you don't like it, you can protest all you want, but we told you, and it's a problem for us for you to do that. Um Anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. I like this production, Scott. I think it's a really interesting. A white collar with a Patagonia vest recession. All right, let's go on a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Twitter bots. And we'll take a listener question about Airbnb, uh, who is headed by a man who has incredible patience with my co host.
3: There are a million bad ways to start your morning off the no coffee traffic jam. The soggy morning jog. The why is the dog taking so long? Just go already walk. But you can unleash your ideal day with a perfect shower using Method hair care products. Designed with high quality ingredients, Method's new range of shampoos and conditioners will give your hair undeniable softness and shine. And hey, if you're a night shower kind of person, that's great too. Try pure peace infused with peony, rose water, and quinoa protein. Or simply nourish, crafted with coconut, rice milk, and shea butter or Daily Zen made with cucumber, seaweed, and green tea. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Shop methodproducts.com.
1: Surprise, surprise. Twitter is full of bots, at least according to one survey. The study looked at 44,000 accounts and found that nearly 20% were likely bots. The same survey found that a majority of Elon Musk's Twitter followers were likely bots. Um, so e- this is something Elon has brought up be- at, at, for his deal pause, which he really can't pause a deal on this thing, that he, he needs some more information about uh, scams and bots. Um So bot has a negative connotation also. Some bots can be useful, like my favorite, Elon Jet. Uh, Mm -hmm. What do you think of this? This is this, it's still, I don't know what's going to happen in this deal. I mean, it looks like, you know, I talked to a lot of Wall Street people this weekend and they were like, you can't pause a deal. You could try to underprice it, but it's bad form. And he's just going to be sued. That was sort of the takeaway. So, but in terms of bots, he's correct. It just doesn't matter from what I understand.
2: Well, okay, so I am I want my all my money back. I've been using a shower wash for 20 years, <laughs> and it hasn't regrown my hair, and I've just realized that, and <laughs> yeah. so I want all my yeah. money back. I mean, the, yeah. the notion yeah. when Musk put that deal on pause and claimed it I was because all of a sudden he's shocked that maybe more than 5% of Twitter followers are bots yeah. – he might as well have yeah. put out a tweet that said, I think you're all fucking idiots and will believe right. anything I say. Yes. Because yes. that same analysis you referenced reflected that 72% of his followers are fake or spam accounts. And those people yeah. have all been pumping up Tesla and attacking anyone who Which in any way wants yeah. to discuss. But, oh, he's shocked. Kara, he's shocked. He's just shocked. They're more than 5% of Twitter <laughs> he, he also- followers. Our yeah, spam. he and, also
1: curiously focused on the timeline thing, which was one was the algorithmic one, and the other is chronological. Um, and as you're home, and he was like, "Look what they're doing!" I'm like, "They put out a press release months ago. Everybody and their mother wrote long stories on it. It, it. it was like he was showing everybody a magic trick." And I was like, "This was not. You might not have known it, but it was written like, and nobody paid. No one wrote about it. I'm like, everybody wrote about it. It was." It was an interesting, like he's doing this, like the big reveal. There are bots. The big reveal. You're being conf- you're being controlled by an algorithm. The big reveal. That kind of stuff.
2: Okay. This is so. This is what's going on.
1: It's the big reveal. Go ahead. Yes. When he started
2: acquiring shares, the stock was at thirty-two. On average, any peer stock is down between twenty and forty percent. The natural level of Twitter right now would be twenty-two to twenty-five right. bucks. Without I'm this check acquisition, the stock right now,
1: while you're talking, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: It's down. It's at thirty-eight. Okay. The acquisition price oh. is at fifty-four. Oh. It's off thirty-three percent. Typically, you expect like an eight percent return in the markets. This is supposed to uh, the deal is supposed to be done in in six months. The stock should be trading if, in fact, the market thought the deal was going to go through. You get a oh, discount, it's way down. right? The stock should be trading at fifty-two or fifty-three. It's trading at thirty-eight, which, if you do the math, says that the market, which absorbs millions of points and emotions, says that the deal. The likelihood of this deal not closing is now seventy or eighty percent, and people say, "Well, he's negotiating for a lower price. He will not be able to negotiate a price low enough to reflect the actual value of Twitter. Or anything that makes any economic sense. So, all of this is right now, Kara, mm-hmm. is him trying to strategize, yeah. right? The least damaging exit wound. The least damaging. Uh, Breakup payment, the least damaging court settlement against him when he breaks the purchase agreement and doesn't show up with $45 billion, which he is legally obligated to do. But again, I don't see practically how you force him to do this. So all this is is a group of lawyers saying under his direction, figure out a way to create as much confusion, somewhat legitimate reasoning to get me out of this fucking Vietnam right now taking as few multi-billion dollar bullets as possible.
1: Now, yeah, we'll see. I mean, what's interesting, he actually interestingly stepped it back. I, a lot of us were like, um, it was well covered and everybody knew it. But OK, um, I'm not suggesting malice in the algorithm, but rather it's trying to guess what you might want to read and in doing so inadvertently manipulate, amplify your viewpoints without you realizing what's happening. This is, uh, you know, mm. go over to TikTok. Hello, sir. Um, it was just interesting.
2: He um, just figured that uh, out?
1: You know, you know, the, you know uh, Nilay Patel wrote back, wait till you try TikTok. That'll really bake your noodle. Uh, and then he wrote back, tried TikTok, but it's not winding my clock. Um, but, you know, I, I agree. I think he he is he's funny. trying he to figure out. He is he You got to give to him. He, he is, he is really good on Twitter. He is funny. And then he re- just wrote, Iconic. Laconic, platonic, with an exclamation point. I don't even know what
2: he's doing. Um, Tell me you do edibles without telling me you're doing edibles.
1: Right. No, I agree. No, I agree. It's interesting. And then he's attacking California, which has a budget surplus. I mean, honestly, it's just ridiculous. So it's interesting because in this bot area, uh, Parag, uh, Agrawal, who's the CEO of Twitter, responded to Elon, obviously, saying, let's talk about spam and let's do so, he just did this 35 minutes ago, with the benefit of data, facts, and contents. In other words, you dumbass. Uh, first, let me state the obvious. Spam harms the experience for real people on Twitter and therefore can harm our business as such. We are strongly incentivized to detect and remove as much spam as we possibly can every single day. Anyone who suggests otherwise is wrong. And then he goes on and, uh, and does say, we suspend over a half a million spam accounts every day. Um, we also lock millions of accounts, we suspect may be spam, the hard challenge, which look superficial, actually real people, blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And it's like 10 or 12 or something like that, uh. But there's lots of details, that are very important underneath the high-level description. We shared this over here, an estimation process with Elon a week ago, and look forward to continuing the conversation with him and all of you. So I'm not sure what he's doing here, but he's doing something.
2: It reminds me when Sheryl Sandberg said that trust is our most valuable asset, and why would we ever intentionally violate the trust of our users? And the, the answer mm-hmm. is because w- what's incorrect about that statement is no, he actually has a financial incentive to create false flags or false signals around user engagement and bots that create more and more impressions such that they can sell Nissan ads um, uh, and claim to Nissan that this ad was seen by X millions of people and not say, well, actually, it's only being seen by one out of third people that we report. So the financial incentives are there for them to ignore this, except for the most blatant. They could enforce identity. Uh, the bottom line is he, right now, he's the, with that statement, he's the second most full of shit person in the world regarding Twitter, just behind Elon and I'm I'm sorry I'm hopping around, but I can't help it. You know what has become super interesting to track? Mm-hmm. Every time Twitter stock goes down because of the likelihood or the reduced likelihood that the acquisition gets closed, mm-hmm. Truth Social goes up. Truth Social is now trading on whether or not they think Elon will get control of Twitter and if – if, tr- if he gets control, it means Trump goes on there. If they- he doesn't get control, it means Trump stays on True Social. So every oh. time the likelihood of a deal oh, wow. of Musk going That's goes totally down. That's
1: totally separate from this, yeah.
2: So True Social mm-hmm. is up in a down market substantially today because the likelihood that yeah, Musk gets Twitter and that. Trump goes on Twitter has gone down. It's really – it's so interesting. The likelihood of this deal going through is now controlling True Social stock. Anyways, a bit of a digression.
1: Anyhow, um, the bot issue is a big issue, and it should be cleaned up by all these people. Let's move away from Elon part of it. Um, This has been a a ridiculous problem, including getting people all jazzed up about in a good way and a bad way, right, about things. And especially uh, young men getting them all excited because they think everyone's in on the joke or let's all pile on and be assholes. So it's a real – bots are a real problem except when they're useful, which is sometimes so. Anyway, I'd be willing also. to
2: give up those cute little bots to get rid of all of them. I really think yeah. it's the the sewer of the internet. They, it is. It, it is. You know what it is. You don't. It's one thing if someone disagrees with you, but when yeah. they have a mask on, you yeah. know, Or they create hundreds of fake people to yell at you outside yeah, your house,
1: all over the place. Yeah. And
2: and they they're anonymous, and you don't know their true intentions. It really yeah. is. And the sales team at Twitter and the CEOs there for a long time have all ignored it because that way they can lie to their advertisers and say, look at our daily active usage.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you get particularly attacked by bots. You can just see it. I'd love to have someone look at your feed, like who's attacking you. you oh, get I have. a lot of bots. I have. Yeah, bots, 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 bots. I,
2: I know this sounds paranoid. It's, uh, it's a mix of, of uh, Troll Farm sponsored by Russia. Mm -hmm. And it's bots sponsored by venture capitalists whose septic tank they call their portfolio, I have questioned.
1: All right. Okay. Well, in any case, uh, big deal, but not to this deal. Anyway, Scott, let's get you a listener question.
2: You've got, you've got. I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got mail.
1: This one came from email, Bill from Vermont, so I'll read it. Hi, Jungle Cat and Dog. I enjoyed your podcast. Thank you for the useful content. You both praise Airbnb, but I was hoping to get your thoughts on its destructive impact. In Vermont, there's a housing shortage for middle-class housing, while many houses are basically vacant, except for one to two weekends a month when rich people from Boston or New York come up and rent them. This allows owners to pay the mortgage, but actually damaging the community. Regular Vermonters are priced out of owning a house. Communities are hurt because many houses are primarily vacant and then they're occupied. Often it's a party of a dozen people for a weekend, which is annoying. Hospitality business are hurt because they lose customers. I assume many communities are dealing with this. How can Airbnb be structured in a way that doesn't remove the huge swaths of housing from inventory for long-term renters? Uh, Bill, that's a very good question. It's been the longest question for Airbnb forever in cities mostly. Um, I have to say, on Vermont, I'm going to push back. People have owned their homes there and not rented them for and rented them forever, rich people coming from Boston and New York. And so I don't know that they you'd be owning this house if they weren't but for them. So I think they've always been doing it, and just Airbnb makes it easier. So um, I don't think people were staying at hotels except to do this. They were renting places up in that area. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I have a bias here. Airbnb is my largest holding, and I'm an Mm -hmm. enormous— I like Brian Chesky so much that I send him him dirty text messages at 1230 Mm at night. Mm. Uh, So I have a bias here. But um, one— you can. There's. There, it's a nuanced argument. There's a lot of people that can afford their house because they Airbnb it. So it actually makes housing, a, you know, more affordable for some people. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, when somebody, what I do agree with, when somebody goes into the business of Airbnb and they rent ten apartments and then they they turn them into full time Airbnb and they don't pay taxes, the hotel taxes yeah. that support our infrastructure, but they do. Uh, well, they've started, but it's still it's still no, spotty. No, they
1: do. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not.
2: You're saying that in every state Airbnb I think in
1: every state they're required to. Yes, 100%. They have that that was water under the bridge for them.
2: Okay, so there's the tax issue and it sounds like mm-hmm. I'm going to defer to you on this because it sounds like you're more okay. knowledgeable on that. But there's also an issue around I I buy rent I buy properties and rent them out and I've been doing that for mm-hmm. over a decade. And there are developers now who say we need these homes in the community so investors can only buy a certain number. And I think there's some legitimacy to that, that if you're in the business, that certain cities might say if you own the home, fine, you can Airbnb it. Or if it's your primary residence, you can Airbnb it. I do think it makes sense to limit the number of of units that can
1: Opportunistic Airbnb. Yeah,
2: that can be taken off the market for the sole purpose because what you're doing is basically converting – you know, residential into rental, but or possible residential. But right. I would argue that this company, based on if you look at any company that's reached $100 billion in tech, I would argue mm-hmm. the emissions and the externalities are as low or lower here than any other company that's created $100 billion in shareholder value. And also, I think Brian, my, again, I'm, I'm a total stick that here. I think Brian is very attuned to this issue and has tried to be responsive to it, but I think it's a legitimate question.
1: Well, they still have the party issue thing, and there's what he's talking about the 10 people. Have you stayed the at a hotel? Areas. I
2: party in hotels. What's the difference?
1: Yeah, I get that. But I'm just saying parties in the houses and neighborhoods. I
2: try to have orgies. No one shows up. There's a
1: difference between having a party in someone's neighborhood versus in a hotel setting, but that's okay. That's fine. I think one of the issues, this is going to be their issue forever. It's sort of a push-pull between people who are using their homes as capital and as a, in a capitalist way, which they should be able to, and people who live in neighborhoods who don't like people tromping through with their pulled suitcases, often in just cities. Um, and in this case in Vermont, Vermont is a vacation state. I, I think tourism, I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's got to be right at the top. Um, I think people have been doing this for years. They just, people have more of an opportunity to rent them than they used to maybe. Um, and maybe there's more in and out and that could help the whole community if more people go visit places. I know that Brian talked about, um, you know, people living in places longer, rural areas that are relatively close to the city. Um, but, you know, I think this is this is going to be a problem no matter what, as people exercise their real estate for capitalism, if they want to. Um, but Scott's right, if there's sort of a, People that would have otherwise built homes for regular people who are living there full-time, it could create a, a screw-up in the marketplace. You're
2: going to see more stories on this because we're with one- and two-bedroom apartments across America on average up year-on-year mm-hmm. 20 and 28%. You're just going to see a housing crisis. You're going to see a lot of people living yes. out of their cars. This yeah. is going to be – a- this is going to be – a, a, I agree. a really big issue.:
1: Anyway, Scott, one more quick break. We'll be back for predictions.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. Okay, Scott,
1: let's hear some predictions. You kind of made a couple of the, the tsunami thing with the with the fleece people.
2: No, my prediction comes from, I'm parroting um, the founder and CEO of uh, this great, or this kind of hot VC firm, Activant. And the guy mm-hmm. who started is a guy named Steve Saraceno. And I spoke to him over the weekend. He said, you're about to see uh, inf- inflation's heavy hand. The only means of controlling inflation or that will inadvertently help inflation is he says, you're about to see the great layoff, and it's going to be amongst the unicorn uh, folks that we have been yeah. just hiring everyone for so long. Uh, and it didn't matter. Just grow, just grow, just grow. Pay them what they want. These companies now are going to go into a room and go, we need to reduce SGNA by 20 or 30%. Mm-hmm. And they're going to – I mean, it's just happening. It's happening everywhere. And they're in the planning stages right now. People are being thoughtful. You're going to mm-hmm. see every 24 hours, one to three stories, you know, that. that, that. This is
1: mostly tech. You're talking about mostly tech.
2: Oh, no, it's the, it's, it's, Across. It's, it's the slang Medium. of the unicorns. Call it whatever you want to call. Frontline workers, our employment's going to be really strong. You know, Panera, we just can't get, we can't find people fast enough. And we need people and people have money. It's going to be the slaughter of the unicorns. And or the jockeys, I don't know what the right metaphor is, but you're about to see the great information age layoff uh, over the next six to 12 months. That company, that, that site Layoff Tracker is about to get really, really active. All
1: right, all right. And the meanwhile, Panera, can I get a job there? I would like to make sandwiches.
2: Sometime. They're really nice people, by the way. The management team are really how nice. How are they
1: keeping, how are they getting people? More money, right? More?
2: Uh, they're paying more. more, and they're also very serious about... um. Worker training and trying and offering uh, healthy food and trying to fashion a career. They lift people out of their cafes into management. Yeah. Uh yeah. they're 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 really like anyways, I'm I, 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 I'm I am I'm biased. I was I served on the board there, but the management team there is willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice profits. Well, they're gonna have to for um
1: They're gonna have to. They're uh, not gonna But be by a the choice, way, just
2: good. so you know, their business okay. is killing yeah. it. Yeah. Killing it. People can't uh, wait to get out of the house right now. and order, and every over 50,
1: restaurant business, crazy. And, Everywhere I go now, it's packed. And you
2: want to hear some, another great stat? Over fifty percent of their orders start yeah. digitally. Ah, uh, sure. Isn't that crazy? Same thing with
1: Starbucks. I go Isn't to the crazy? Starbucks, but I do it digitally. No, I not at all. I think it makes perfect sense. Um, okay, Scott, let's go for today. I'm going to get on a plane for Germany.
2: I love fly routing. How are you getting to Germany? Where are you? How are you getting through there?
1: Frankfurt? Going through Frankfurt. Uh, love Le Lufthansa. That's just yes. Lufthansa, yes. Lufthansa,
2: Yes, wind
1: dancer. Wind yes. dancer. That's what that's it means. Right. Wind dancer. Yes. Are you gonna do a German accent have, to the Germans? Please don't. We have Please don't. the
2: economy comfort where we call it Poland <laughs> and we invade it mid flight. <laughs>
1: You know what? I'm so glad you're not on my flight in any case. They love
2: me in Germany. I'm big in Germany.
1: Perhaps, but not with a fake German accent. By the
2: way, the big rumor is Lewandowski is coming to Chelsea. That is big news in this household. I don't know what that is. Okay. Supposedly Lukaku might be going to Bayern Munich. This is big news. I
1: don't care. I do not care. Do you know who I'm going to see in Germany you're going to miss? Ashton Kutcher.
2: Oh, that's right. You're interviewing Ashton Kutcher. Ashton's very handsome. I met him once. Yep. God, I couldn't stop looking at him.
1: Ashton He's very handsome.
2: Yeah. And he's a tech investor too, right?
1: Very successful one. Yes, actually. He's, he's a lovely What guy. else are you
2: doing at the conference that I can't go to?
1: Oh, I'll, I'm cleaning up a lot of your mess is what I'm doing. Oh, Ed,
2: you better bring a big shovel, my darling. That's a lot of cleanup on Isle Dog. There
1: better be a check. A Kara Swisher check headed my way. Or I'm sorry. Nice who dinner. got
2: us invited? You did, but you're not there. It doesn't matter. That's right. I'm literally like, well, I must bring my wife, Kara. And they're like, oh, we love Sakara Swisha. (laughs) All
1: right, get it out of your system.
2: Uh, Love Germany.
1: I'm going to the Royal Premiere of Top Gun in London. I'm going to fly to London for one day, just so you know. That's pretty awesome. I know, I'm so excited. I'm going to totally like, should I? Yes, I'm going to totally bear hug him. You think that'll work?
2: I would bet Tom Cruise would really like it. I've always had a soft spot for Tom Cruise. Something about him being a great actor and really handsome and a leading man.
1: I guess. I just can't get past the Scientology. But nonetheless. Okay.
2: Everyone has their their issues. (laughs)
1: Okay. Well, that's a biggie. Okay. Will you
2: get a selfie with Tom Cruise?
1: I'll try. I'll try my best. I'll try. I don't think they're going to let me near him. Anyway. That is the show. We'll be back on Friday for more. Scott, read us out and please don't do it in a German accent. Thank you.
2: Today's show was produced by Lara and Evan Engel, and Taylor Griffin. Ernie Intertot engineered this episode. Thanks also to Drew Burrows and Emil Severo. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back later this week for another breakdown of all things tech and business. Lou Vandowski coming to Chelsea. Swisher going to Hamburg. The world has been...
3: Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder.